Bangers and mash, puppies, bangers and mash. Sketches and chat, puppies, bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, puppies, bangers and mash. Welcome to Bangers and Mash. The chat is a mash and the sketches are the bangers. If the sketches are the coast, then the chat is the hangers. If the chat is our pants, then the sketches are our wangers. Welcome to Bangers and Mash. Hello, dear listener. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. Together we're Pappies and welcome to episode seven of Pappies, Bangers and Mash. P. Bevan, if you will. And uh, we do. I will not. I will not. <laughs> I'd rather not. Uh, ben, do you want to explain the format this week? Yes. Uh, so we have an improvised chat in the morning and then uh, we go away and write some sketches and pop them into that chat later on. And you have to be eating bangers and mash when you listen to it. No, That's you the do deal. not. You don't. No. And what, I'll tell you something, we, arri- we arrived at a decision today. It doesn't have to be mashed potatoes. And this might be controversial, but it doesn't have to be. Mash anything you like. Can I just mash explain, up can I explain how we arrived at this decision? Tom said it, and then when we started recording, he said it again. (laughs) Absolutely right, and that makes it fact. So, strap yourselves in, because this is one hot beast of a show. You've got to be regretting saying that, right? You've got to be regretting saying that. So this episode starts with uh, me talking about a joke. And it is one hot beast of a joke. (laughs) I once heard a joke... Gone. That I don't think really works. Were you um, telling it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you bastard. Um, no, my scoutmaster told it oh, hello. to me, which already sounds. That's the. That's the isn't ter- it a shame? That is a terrible thing, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed Cubs. I didn't enjoy Scouts because. Me too. Well, let's well, let's let's get into it. Yeah. Um, I really, I really enjoyed Cubs because <sighs> there was something like uh, fun and exciting about it. Whereas Cubs, uh, sorry, where Scouts. Uh, it became, well, it was, it was growing up and I didn't really enjoy growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel exactly the same way. Also, with, with Cubs, everyone seemed to be about the same age. It seemed like we were all the same age, whereas yeah. with Scouts, immediately you were with bigger boys because they'd gone through oh, puberty yeah, and they were... Felt like men. Yeah. They were huge. And scared the life out of me. And they always Incredible. wanted to talk about like they always wanted to talk about bodily functions and I found all that kind of stuff very... <laughs> ugh, I don't really want to talk yeah, about that. I want to talk about knots. I... I hated, I absolutely hated Cubs, but it was one Were of those in the things Cubs, that I was... you just go yeah. around bothering them? <laughs> oh, you Cubs. You Cub botherer. Um, I, uh, I was always told, like, oh, this will, re- but it really means something for you in later life. Like, it's really important to be in the Cubs. Do you know what I would have found more important? Because I went to the Cubs, I went to the Scouts, and I went to an all-boys school. What would have been more important was hanging out with a girl before I was 18 years old. <laughs> that would have been way, way more important. Maybe that's what we should set up, like a, like a pussy curbs. No! No! <laughs> We're not. Oh, my goodness. The oh, pussy curbs. That's an awful we, you shouldn't idea. have your... <laughs> is your eight-year-old getting enough tang? If it's not. the game, yeah. No, you don't, <clears> want the, <throat> you don't want the game for kids, and please stop growling into the microphone. Well, game them up. Well, I'll very quickly tell you, you the joke. You got your third beast badge. I'll very quickly tell <laughs> you the <laughs> joke just to, derail, just to derail it completely. I'll tell you the joke just because okay. that was how we started. And, yeah. and again, I hate these things where we set up something and it just doesn't... Well, it doesn't, it's not going to pay off anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, the um, Arkela told me this joke. He said, um, man goes to the doctor and he says, I've got a cricket ball up my ass." Right? Yeah. And uh, the yeah. doctor says, how's that? And he goes, oh, don't you bloody start. Now, I don't think you would say, how's that? You would say, how did that come to happen? Yeah. So I, I remember even then, well, first he had to say, what does the phrase, how's that mean? He says, it's something they say in cricket. He, I was the wrong audience for it. <laughs> was it just you and him talking about 
Uh, no, it was like a, it was like a social function. There were lots of lots of scouts and cubs about. That's it's funny, you know. Cricket plays a big part in my Cubs story because I was a real star of the Cubs. I was like a sixer. I had all the badges. And you're a, you're a sixer. Are you sure you weren't a conqueror? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, I was a sixer. You know, were they called sixers? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, a conquers can conquers be called if you yeah, win? If, if you win six yeah, games, yeah. you're a sixer. Ah. That's good. It's we should play conquers. No. Right here, right now. I haven't got any conkers, but... You haven't got any conkers? Hey! <laughs> um, I, uh, I was a sixer, loads of badges. Real up, I had my gold, silver and bronze arrow. Any uh, former Cubs out there will know. That means something. And uh, I think everyone was looking forward... you've got a lot of time on your hands. Everyone was looking forward to this young, rising star stepping up to scouts and really making an impact <laughs> as the next gen. You know, I was like the, um, like, you know, Aaron Ramsey of the... You know, you were the Sunny Pike. I'm, yeah, I'm like the next gen. Everyone's looking towards me. We turned up for one night, and we went and played uh, cricket down the field. Someone said to me, "God, you should have caught that." And uh, my head went. I spent the rest of the time just wanting to go home. Uh, got home, cried all night, cried for about five hours. Uh, inconsolable. My mum and dad didn't know what happened. They thought someone had done something to me. They were like, "Did you, scoutmaster?" Talk about cricket balls, <laughs> but like but that's. That, I think... And it was just like literally. And I said, I'm never going back to that place. No one was, no one was mean to me. I just felt so out of my comfort zone, so scared by it all. And one comment of like, oh, you should have called that, you, you Wally or something. And it was like that was it. My head went, never think, went back. I think that's that's important as well because um, you're you're introduced to what is now described as banter, which is basically being constantly insulted and being insulted. Yeah, yeah, but not and, in a bad way. Not, it's never in a bad way, and it's done it's out never of, in a bad way, Ben. It's, it's done, done out, out of kindness. Love. So why can't you understand that? It's done out of kindness, you dyslexic dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh a, that, was a, that was a bit much. That's why, why I didn't get on in the Cubs. I went to the same one as Tom's. <laughs> I got my banter badge. Hey, I got my dyslexic dick badge. <laughs> Tom made it for me because I was on the train last night uh, and uh, went through went through Brixton and Brixton Academy was kicking out and I think there'd been I think what they call are they called Rise Above or Rise Again or something they will rise is it a Christian band they sound like they are but I think they were like a Chicago and punk band um, but like so there were lots of sort of quite rock kids uh, probably I'd say sort of seventeen eighteen years old uh, and they were so. They were so rude to each other, and they were all like they never like they were, they were clearly all mates. But they, and this was boys and girls. Yeah, they were so like incredibly like across the board rude to each other. There was not a nice word said. And I watched it. I watched them. I thought, I really, I wish I was hanging out with them. Yeah, I was. I, I was like that reminds me so much of of growing up, where we would we would never like if you said to your friend, oh that was brilliant today. You were really. You know, I think like in band, after band practice, that was you know you were really good on guitar today. You would, you die. You'd be crucified. <laughs> you know, you should be throwing stuff at each other and calling each other, uh, you know, punnet heads and stuff I, like that. I remember once where um, we were playing football over the field at the back of my house, and mum, we didn't we didn't know, but mum came into the garden to uh, hang out some washing, and we were all playing football, me and my mates, and so the stuff we were saying to each other was pretty horrific. It wasn't my mum about, came out. It wasn't about your mum, was it? No, no. Okay, right. uh, oh, because oh, she's no. a good-looking lady. <laughs> oh. What's um, old wrinkly and hangs out your pants? Your mum. What? Oh, yeah. Think about it. 
oh, dyslexic yeah. dick. <laughs> That's exactly what that joke deserves. Two people going, oh, yeah. <laughs> and a bit of a pause. Joke. How's that? How's that? So yeah, your mum my, my, my came mom out was, onto was the in field the and like, shouted at everyone and, and was like, she was visibly shaken. By the by, the kind of uh, insults we were throwing back and forth. I think is I can't imagine your mum's a big fan of, of of banter anyway, is she? No, no. We should. Can what I just ask one have? question? Is that chair going to break, Andy? <laughs> I had a little. You, you crossed your legs, and I. You know when we test, it sounded like they were you know bringing up the Mary Rose. The mic at the start of the session, and you you lean right in, Hang and on. then now the listeners at home don't want to know that we test the mics. No, they, that's they a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. They don't, don't want, want to know to there's that. mics. Don't let them. Don't spoil the magic. They're not idiots. They're picturing us They're with, not a, with a yoghurt cup. No, look, they think that we are three little mites that live in their ears. Little what? <laughs> like earlouse. Earwigs. Earlouse. Yeah. Lice. Um, listen, what we need is, you know, at school, did you have like PSE, personal social education, that kind of thing? Something like that, yeah. What we need is a more advanced form of that in our schools. Like a... This is going to stop you from being a knob when you grow up kind of lessons. So it'll be like, you could have a banter session. You could have, like, a pussy curbs no, as, like right. a dinner, as a dinner time. But imagine club. how tragic the teacher who taught that class would be. Hey, we'd guys. teach it, no, we'd, we'd hire ourselves out. We'd go, oh, oh yeah, no, that's we, exactly we, what I mean. Don't call me Mr. Parry, call me Tom. Oh, call me T-Bone. No. T-Bone? No, <laughs> do not tell your parents, I told you to call me T-Bone. <laughs> Well, we used to do. We, Mom, can I go to Pussy Cubs with T Bone? No, yeah, no way. To Pussy Cubs, I'm T Bone. <laughs> All right then, boys and girls, settle down. The lesson's almost over. What is it, Christopher? Mr. Stevens, you're an embarrassment to the teaching profession. The worst teacher in the school. If I took a dump on a desk and sat in front of that dump for five hours, I'd learn more from it than I do from you. Are you finished? Yes, sir. Excellent, Christopher. Top marks. That class is exactly how it's done. Thank you very much, sir. I especially like the dump comment. Very creative. Uh, All right, kids, that concludes our lesson on undermining your superiors. Okay. now before you go, I'd like to see your homework from last week, uh, which was making a convincing excuse. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, sir. I was going to do it, but my nan passed away and I had to travel to Peterborough. Excellent, Christopher. Oh, uh, my nan died too, sir. Now, now, Peter, what have I told you about copying? Um, when you copy someone, make sure you change it at least a little bit. Exactly. Um, my granddad died, so I had to travel to Middlesbrough. Much better. Right, see you next week when we're going to be looking at making underhanded comments. Your mum's an underhand comment. What was that, Christopher? Uh, Nothing, sir. Excellent stuff, but save it for next week. Class dismissed. I just like the bangers, not the mash. Um, I've got a question for you. It might be along the similar lines. It occurred to me on the train on the way in. If you love life, right, there's two ways that can manifest itself, right? Because I like to think I love life. <laughs> you like to do you, do you like to think you love life? You love your life, you're no one's wife. <laughs> right. And all that jazz. <laughs> um, I shot a man in Reno. Uh, that's not the same song. That's Johnny Cash. I was singing all that jazz. Did Johnny Cash not? Okay. Yeah, Johnny Cash did shoot a man in Reno, but he wasn't. He didn't sing all that jazz. <laughs> I shot a man in Reno, and all that jazz. jazz. Um, that was a, that was the encore at uh, Folsom Prison where he got bottled off. <laughs> <laughs>
at the end of the gig, he's like, oh, thank you very much, everybody. I'd like to play a little song. Uh, Let me just put in this uh, little satin slip. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, um, if you love life, right, do you either live it to the full, and that means you love life, but there, you're putting your life at risk, aren't you? Well, it depends on what you mean or by living it. you protect it to... your life? Like, for example, right, <laughs> I'm going to fucking bungee on. jump tomorrow, right, because right. I love life. Wow. Hang on. I'm not going to bungee jump tomorrow because I love life. Who loves life? The guy who's bungee jumping because he's living life to the full or the person who goes, if I bungee jump, I'm putting my life at risk and I love life. Like, if I've got a kid and I make him walk a tightrope... Whoa, I hang on a second, there's a big... <laughs> or do I keep him at home and tell him he can never watch Neighbours? Do I love him? Are we talking about you and I here? <laughs> oh, no, no, but I'm just... Like, if my li- that's like as if, if my life was a boy... Or like no, right, let's, 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 that's incredibly confusing. <laughs> oh, if my life were a boy, if my life were a boy, if my life were a boy, I'd make him tightrope away. <laughs> if my life was a boy, I'd send him. And when cups. neighbors is on the telly, I would tell him to go to his room. <laughs> anyway, like if my life, yeah. If my life were a boy. <laughs> um, it, I, I think there's a valid question. I'd hang out his pants. <laughs> No, right, okay, here, here we go, right, if, I know what you're saying, if you, if you love your life, should you live if you love your sheltered life, let it life go. and protected? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that there can be a middle ground. I, I think I love my life, but I don't, it doesn't mean I'm constantly doing extreme sports. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm like, how do you get to work today? Oh, I white water rafted in. It, that's not, that's not. Um, but like, you know, you can understand. I, I do know what you mean, but I also if, think. If you love something, let it go. Set it free. Set your life free. I also think, and no insults, no <laughs> insult to your um, to your brother who's just come, who's just on a trip like this. But like people who do like bungee jumping and all those kind of crazy gap year stuff aren't necessarily the people who love life the most. They're often people who are going, well, I better do this before I shut my life down for you know fifty years working in a job I hate. Do, do you know what I, what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> like people who bungee jump doesn't don't necessarily. Up, Aren't the people who love well, life? No, the they're often the example, right? right but, but they're uh, often the people who who feel like, oh god, life's a bit dull. I think I'll uh, throw myself out of plane. Well, so when, when you do something like a bungee jump, are you kind of going like, oh, because like the 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 experience is going to be terrifying. Is it mainly just so you can tell other people that you've done? Whoa, it whoa, whoa! Jump? Back up, fags. Are there even of you bungee jumps? <laughs> Because it sounds like there's only one fucking decent dude in this conversation who has bungee jumped, which oh, well, I that, have. That, that decent dude shouldn't use that word. <laughs> yeah, can, can we have an embargo on the uh, on fags? I'm sorry, I thought, I thought you meant me referring to myself as a dude. There's, there was so much wrong with that sentence, I don't want to pick through it word by word, but but basically, T-Bone, you're out the pussy cubs. <laughs> oh, my God, the, those fags kicked me out of the pussy cubs. T-Bone walks alone. <laughs> On a tightrope <laughs> with his son, with his son clutched <laughs> to his chest. Have you seen T Bone's T Bone and his son? Yeah, I think they're about thirty foot above us at the moment. <laughs> men on wire. Um, oh, two and a half men on wire. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> that's the pitch that's waiting to happen. Why has that not been? <laughs> but like, it, like living life to the full. Yeah. I'm not just about extreme sports, right? It can be like excess. Like somebody lives their life to excess. At the funeral, normally they'll say, 
Well, he loved life, and that kind of means... He was an alcoholic. (laughs) He went through a lot of prostitutes and drugs, like that kind of thing. Like, you know, oh, well, he did live his life, you know, he loved life, he lived it to the full, whereas, like, someone who lives until 97 because they eat healthily and drink a lot of tea and don't drink a lot, they wouldn't go to the funeral, they wouldn't go, well, he loved life, that's why he had, you know... Yeah, but... I suppose by your reasoning, you could perhaps say that. Exactly. He had as much life as he possibly could get. So, exactly. So you are saying, like, well, but basically you're saying the phrase I love life is often euphemistic rather than literal. Um, possibly, yeah. Uh, like, like Pepsi Max kind of love life. Maybe there should <laughs> I should be a flip side to that. I think the like right, right. Raydox bath. Do you know what, what we've picked? Love at, your life. What we've picked at here is that don't you don't really have an idea of how to enjoy yourself. Your ideas of how to enjoy yourself are based on gap years and adverts. <laughs> <laughs> if, if someone says, uh, "What are you going to do this weekend?" Pepsi Max should not come into it. Pepsi Max. Pepsi <laughs> Max. Do they still do Pepsi Max? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to go out and neck three cans. And... What I used to like about Pepsi Max was in the adverts they would they would crack the can open and then they would sort of pour it ab- like above yeah. their oh, mouth yeah, yeah. like into their mouth chug, chug, chug. Um, did you ever try it have you ever tried yeah absolutely <laughs> it hits the back of the throat the carbonation <laughs> yeah comes back out it comes through your nose back up. that's extreme man i love life extreme <laughs> wowee i love life so much that i have clogged my sinuses with carbonated drink <laughs> Hey dudes, you know how I got that job as an extreme sportsman? You know, snowboarding, surfing and jumping, base bungee and normal. Well, before I started work travelling the world, you know, playing my guitar on the beach and generally partying 24-7, I decided to take a gap year to really get away from it all. So I'm doing a temp job in admin support in Stoke and it is amazing. I personally think that until you've woken up at 6am and travelled across town to look out across an office landscape, you really don't know who you are. Do you know what I mean? And the colours. Every time I change the printer cartridges. Just so many colours. Sometimes things can get pretty crazy. (laughs) Especially on Friday when we go to the pub for lunch. You have no idea how exhilarating it is to try and do spreadsheets when you're off your face on stout. (laughs) You get to meet so many different types of people as well when you're on the phone. Selling office space. And they're so incredible. They have so little. Yet in a way, I think they're richer than I'll ever be but only in a way. I've changed so much photocopier paper. Hope you can all experience this someday too. Peace and love from Uriah. P.S. They're talking about a promotion, so I may never come home. Besides, I've met someone, Tracy. She brings around the lunch trolley every day at 1.30. She's so exotic. She wears an anorak. Indoors. Mash, mash, bangers, bangers, mash. So you know the Cubs, how you get badges, and that's like a really, that's a really exciting thing. Yeah. Couldn't you have that when you grew up as well? Well, if you like, work in like McDonald's, it... you can have that. That's yeah. true. And also, you know, in, in jobs, you have like it changes for qualifications instead. But wouldn't it? it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool on your on your shirt sleeve? Would you it have be like? Cool? 
Would it be cool? My IT badge. You would be walking around looking like Michael Jackson in some sort of faux military outfit with loads of badges that you'd you'd done. That's what everyone wants. I've had had a really good idea. Well, no, you go first. Uh, Okay. Well, I tell you what. For for Christmas, yeah. Like, shall we start a badge system for Clarkie? Yeah. Like, as a Christmas present, we'll do it all through next year. No, 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 not, no, not no, just no. for me. It'd have to be for us, because otherwise that's really patronising. No, no, no. Well, oh, you're the one who asked for you it. You would like it, that's fine. I don't want it. Oh, thanks, mate. Whenever you turn up on time, we'll give you a turned-up-on-time badge. <laughs> well, he won't get one of those. Well, he will not get one of those, listeners. <laughs> this recording is coming to you 55 minutes late. <laughs> whenever, you show up, whenever you show up to do uh, a little bit of telework and you're not wearing the clothes you slept in that night, then uh, we will give you a badge. <laughs> OK, th- can I go on my idea about this? Go, go on, because I'll come back to this. This is for pussy cubs. The first time someone falls in love, because like, there'll be lots of different stages of pussy cubs, won't there? They'll be like, you know, you break a girl's heart, you get a badge... Not, it wouldn't all be bad. It'd be like, you kiss a girl, you get a badge. You pay a compliment, you get a badge. Right, hang on a sec, though. Surely you should not be kissing a girl to get a badge. Shouldn't you? The first time you have your first kiss, you should be like, well, this is because I, I'm getting feelings. The reward like, is yeah, the reward the is the kiss The first itself. time you kiss a girl, you get a badge. First time you kiss a girl and you liked it, you get a song. <laughs> Come on. Katie Perry. Ow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he <laughs> punched him and sent Katie me. Perry. Um, Doesn't but, seem fair. No, but here's the sweet thing. <laughs> That's a double blow. The first time a pussy cub falls in love, oh, they is... get a badge with a heart on it and they get to wear their heart on their sleeve. No, do you know what you're... Oh, do you know what? I, I think you're confusing the pussy cubs with the Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking well, of Tender Heart Lion. It's over the place because it, oh. it's basically any interaction with a girl you get a badge for, as far as I can tell. You talk to a girl, you kiss a girl, you break a girl's heart. Negative or positive, yep. boom, badges. Yep. I would have had zero badges until the age well, of about 18. Does it, does it include your mum? Does it include your mum? Like, if you talk to your mum. even asking that question. Wait, would you honestly want a badge that said, like, the told off by mum <laughs> whilst playing football with pussy hounds written underneath? <laughs> that or was pussy, spoken. Uh, pussy cubs. That was mean. spoken like someone who it's their first day at pussy cubs. <laughs> Excuse me, T-Bone. Does it count if I talk to my mom? You're in the pussy cubs now, fool! <laughs> Is that T-Bone or Mr. T-Bone? Mr. T-Bone. Um, Care Bears, I've got a terrible... Well, I've got a terrible story. I don't know, but Care Bears. Um, my, have you got, like, a teddy bear from when you were young? Like, I've got Monkey, and Monkey was giving me the week I was born. Mm. I've kept it ever since, and yeah. he's still on my shelf at the foot of my bed. I've got Bear Bear. You've got Bear Bear. Have you got a bear? Uh, some no, kind of thing. I've, I've got Dogger, but he's he's at my parents' Dogger. house. Dogger, Dogger, Stan Collymore. <laughs> you really did go to the pussy cubs, did you? Dogger. I'm, I've literally never thought of that. It Your was. It's called Dogger. You, you know, like yeah, he is actually yeah. He, he's a dog, uh, and he's called Dogger. Who lives in a layby? <laughs> he's a dog in a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've, never, is... I've literally never thought of that until you until you both had a horrified look <laughs> on your face. Dog. This is a very sexy episode. That's another um, one of these, isn't it? Dogger, Bear Bear, I've got Monkey, and Monkey was like my best friend until I was about... 28 years old. That's not funny. When I was about eight, right. my, I was standing at my cousin's, who's bigger than me, and was always like, he always kind of led the way. And he said, when you let's eight, play. Your best friend was still a teddy bear. Yeah. And he said, let's play. Listen, he hasn't, he, you're his best friend now. So I thought, he you, were the, I up, thought you, you were the king of cubs. Yeah, I wasn't in cubs at that age. When I, um, when I, my cousin said, let's play teddy bear cricket, right? Care Bear was the bat, my sister's Care Bear, and Monkey was the ball. 
And even as we're doing it, it felt like a small betrayal because I was using Monkey as a ball. We'd ball him up and throw him and wang him hard with Care Bear and hit him across the room. And I kind of felt a little bit guilty about doing it to Monkey. How big is Care Bear? Care Bear's considerably bigger than Monkey. Oh, was it, was it one of the soft Care Bears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like one a, of the little no, small... No, no, like a proper Care Bear. So right. you hold, hold its two legs and its belly was the main bit of the bat. Right. The sweet spot. Yep. Use a cricketing phrase. <laughs> so, um, how's that? That'd have been so funny to watch that back <laughs> on like uh, slow mo. Oh, that came right out the belly of the Care Bear. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gagsy hit Monkey for six. And I can still remember so vividly, went over to the boundary, the end of the bedroom, picked up Monkey up, and he was looking back at me with only one eye. Oh, no. And one of his eyes had flown off got lost and I burst into tears and just clutched him to my chest and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I went down and got my dad. We searched the bedroom for like two hours. I was in floods of tears and we never found his eye. And I just couldn't stop crying and holding him and saying, I'm so sorry. That's a morality tale there, isn't it? Used him as a ball. Did I ever tell you how I lost my eye? <laughs> anyway, Thomas fast, forward, fast forward a few years later, I was playing best friend cricket. <laughs> um, so Monkey sits there looking at me with one eye. It's kind of like a little. I always feel now his look is always. It's, it was from that moment replaced. His looks changed now of one of like a wizened sadness that says, "Look after your friends, Tom. Look after your friends." Have you ever played sport using your friends? as a sporting implement since. I had a piggyback race. Does that count? I'll tell you another thing, right? Oh, and what? noughts and crosses on Ben. Because yeah. Ben marks really easily. Like, if you if you run your finger down him, then he gets, like, a red mark. Oh. So we used, to play, we used to play noughts and crosses on Ben's back. Mm. <laughs> well, that's not kinky. Sounds quite sexy. <laughs> you know, we could play. Do you want to finish up by playing it? <laughs> How about if I put a naught there? Oh, yes. <laughs> but I put a cross there, and there's three in a row. Oh. I win again. OK, have you finished? Can I get up now? My back's sore. No, no, Ben, you stay exactly where you are. This is not over. No. Next up, we're playing Twister. Right. OK, Tom, yep. put your right foot mm-hmm. onto Ben's right foot. Right, can do. Whoa, OK, wait a minute, guys. No? OK, what about battleships? Uh, I get to hide six small ships on or in Ben, and you have to guess where. OK, stop. All right, I t- tell you what. Ben, put this old pair of tights on and hold this python. What? We're going to play snakes and ladders. Uh, I'm not uh, sure if I'm having fun. OK, that's it then, Matthew. Fetch the scalpel, tweezers and a big red light bulb. It's time for operation. Gulp! Bash and mangas. Well, I was going to say very quickly, bringing back to Scouts. Yeah. Um, the uh, there was an incredible, uh, incredible instance which took a lot of heat off some of the less popular kids in Scouts. Um, like one of the quite hard kids, we were doing it was we were doing like an assault course. It was like a sort of crap sports day type thing. One of the things was a piggyback race that you had to do, like relay piggyback race. Yeah. And one of the quite hard kids was on the back of another kid got overexcited, pissed himself on the back of another no. kid. Yeah. 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 So wow. that became like I, I, I bet he still thinks of it to this day. That's gonna be something that he'll you know like you know like everyone's got that that possibly one, possibly more moment that if you go back to, you immediately feel the shame and embarrassment of that yeah. moment. Mm. He just I was weed on. 
I weed on a guy. I weed on a guy, or yeah, no, it's good. Don't I mean, the person who got weed on is gonna, you know, was, was pretty annoyed at the time. But the humiliation <laughs> is definitely. Is that yeah. what they said at the Abu Ghraib trials? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a bit annoyed at the time, but you know, it's all right, isn't it? You dust yourself down, take your hood off, and off you go. Do you know what your Do you know what your moment is? Because I can still remember. I can still remember my moment that where I've, I, if I think of it now, it makes me just utterly cringe, and yeah. it's such a tiny thing. Yeah. I uh, my my dad used to um, my dad used to work for a bank, and they were holding like some sort of uh, some sort of charity concert, and uh, like the kids of the people who worked for the bank had to um, bring flat like bring flowers onto the stage to give to like the lady mayoress. Nice, right? So that was one of the things. Like, so, so this is like you know this is uh, Stuart's son, and he's going to give some flowers to the lady mayoress, and. There was clear. There were two women on stage. Right? You walked on and pissed on the flowers. <laughs> I pissed on the lady mayoress. Um, <laughs> there were two. There were two women there, and one of them, like white hair, like you know, garland and chains round her neck. Another one wasn't lady mayoress, and I walked to the one who wasn't the lady mayoress. Gave her the flowers, and everybody burst into loads of laughter. And I was like, "Oh, it's the wrong person." And I remember just being there on stage, going, "Oh my god!" Boo! <laughs> what a- Boo! <laughs> it's the wrong. Fucking woman, you dyslexic dick! Burn him! Burn him! Burn him! Yeah, it was. It was. But I. I, I they're lo- not flowers. They're leeks. Boom! <laughs> if you had, you know, if I'd given her leeks, yeah, yeah, I understand, <laughs> I understand the. If you know, you'd uh, had a load of leeks in your hand. Oh, well, that leeks, wouldn't have been the flowers of the vegetable world. Well, mm, mm, cauliflower. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's break it down. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's break it down. What show are you? Mm. That's not gardener's question time, by the way. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Let's bring it down. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gardener's question time. What's the best time to plant chrysanthemums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, the soil, the pH. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bronx, Bronx gardeners. Um, so, uh, uh, can you, can either of you remember your your Absolutely. key moments? Yeah, we've, we've got to do this. It's exactly the same. It's like public shame. It, it seems really small, but. Um, I was a, I was Amad- I don't know brag, but I got the part of Mozart in the school production of Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And um, on the last night, obviously, Ben the, was Salieri. Obviously, the lead is Salieri in, in Mozart. Isn't it? yeah. It's not Mozart, but um, still an important contribution. Uh, that's not what the review said. We didn't review it. It was a school production. But anyway, on the last night, the director got up and said, "Well, there are two people I really need to thank, especially for this performance." Um, obviously Chris Bentley who played the part of Salieri did an incredible job so many lines just incredible Chris Bentley got up stood in the middle of the stage and bowed everyone clapped he went and sat back down and then Mr Cooper said and secondly of course Amadeus Mozart and I assumed he was talking about me and I got up went to the stage and bowed and Mr Cooper who couldn't see me had carried on talking because without Mozart's music, <laughs> this play would never have been written. <laughs> and I was mid-bow. And it is to this day, it haunts me. That moment of going, he does not mean me. And I went and sat back down and the girl next to me, he didn't mean you. And I said, I know. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Whenever you say that, when you say, it, it was, was a joke. joke. Oh, I know. It was a joke. <laughs> I just wanted to cry. Because, yeah. Oh, he, he, yeah, nice. without whose music, this play would never have been written. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that's terrible. It it's awful as well because it's the it's that thing that oh, it's pride and it's, yeah. it's it's all of the things that you know make a, an absolute shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, your, there's your quote of the day. 
it's pride and, you know, all of those things that make an absolute shocker. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Pride's one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the way it should work, is that, you know, like they say, pride comes before a fall. Maybe every sin should come before a fall. So, like, you know, sloth Lust comes before a fall. I think they sort of all do in, in, to, a certain, to a certain extent, don't they? What, what um... Sloth comes before a fall. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're... if you eat some food, over you go. No, that's gluttony. Oh. Sloth is uh, being lazy. Ah. Isn't that right? Gluttony's... I suppose, I suppose that one's even more annoying because you're already light. You can't really fall, can you? If you're fat. If you, if oh, you're if you're lying down if you're already, lying down, you pride. kind of... Oh, sloth, sloth comes before a roll. A, recl- so, a, 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 a sloth, sloth comes after a fall. <laughs> <laughs> pride comes before, sloth comes after. Yeah, gluttony, gluttony can happen... During sloth. Well, it depends on where you've put the food. Can we can we get an experience that involves all seven? The movie Seven. Well, no, all seven deadly sins. Yeah, that's that's the movie Seven. No, no, that's a serial killer killing people in that way. That was the experience. But I want one moment. You like you're doing one thing and ticking all seven boxes. We tried the Ouija board. We tried saying Bloody Mary into a mirror five times, but finally we've cracked it. We are about to commit all seven deadly sins at once. If this goes to plan, Satan himself will come to earth and drag us down to hell. Look, I don't mean to piss on your bonfire, but are you sure this is going to work? Oh, what's the matter? Too scared? No, it's just that when you said we were going to raise hell tonight, I thought you meant an orgy of drink, drugs and wanton sex. Nah, that stuff's for little kids. And it's expensive. It, it takes a true hellraiser, a true child of Satan's brood, to bake two really big cakes. I don't think Satan's brood wear frilly aprons. Evil comes in many forms. Talk me through it again. All right. One, gluttony. We're going to eat these two massive cakes. Greed. We've made them too big for us to eat. Sloth. We're going to eat them lazily. Pride. We both think we've done a good job. Envy, but we sneakily suspect that the other has made a better cake. And finally, lust. They're in the shape of sexy ladies. All right, let's get eating. (laughs) Okay, but you know, do it. Slothfully? Exactly. Hang on. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, pride. We've forgotten one. We've forgotten a sin. No, we haven't. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, pro- Oh, balls, that's six. Oh, stupid. Oh, oh stupid. I'm so angry. No, wait, you're flying into a violent rage. Oh, what, what are you doing? Oh. No, don't punch my cake. Oh. Hang on. Wait, that's it. You've just vengefully destroyed my cake. That's rough. That's the final scene. You've done it. I've done it. I've done it. I have done your bidding, oh, Satan. Come for me now, Dark Lord. Your work has pleased me greatly. Come with me. I have a job for you. Yes. I will follow you wherever you wish me to go, Satan. Satan? No, I'm the producer of the Great British Bake Off. We want to jazz up the next series, and you, young man, are exactly what we're looking for. In the meantime, we haven't got Clarkey's uh, mortifying moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was similar to Tom, actually. It was in a, in a secondary school uh, production, um, a production called Rats, which is about the Pied Piper of Hamlin. I was the Pied Piper. Have we talked about rats before? Or? 
Uh, no, don't don't release her. <sighs> so we spoke about it off. We don't talk. Off mic. We don't talk off mic. No, go <laughs> off on. life. Go on. Um, so they um, because it's a big school production and with loads of kids in the backstage. Did you is quite say small. off lice? Yeah. Okay. Because we're talking about that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> of lice and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Me. Sorry, um, I was just so distracted by the phrase off lice. Uh, <laughs> Pied Pipe was a strange tale when you think about it, isn't it? I tell you what's a strange tale. Let Clarkie finish it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so they got everyone... They, the teacher said, listen, because the backstage is getting cramped, everyone go over to the science block and we'll call you when you, you need to get that down there for stage. So I was in the uh, you need science to get down there for stage. <laughs> when you need to get Who's down there for stage. <laughs> we'll call you when you need to get down there for stage. I don't think Mr Terrence should be in charge of this production because he Do doesn't what? form good sentences. You know what, Mr Terrence, that's he his moment. It. It's more to I can't believe I said, we'll call you when we need to get down there for stage. Oh, I'm mortified. Oh, can, can the cast of Rats please get down there for stage, please? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the, the worst thing I said when I was a teacher as well, but, but we'll let Clarkie finish because that's... Uh, so then I um, I was over in the science block chatting away and a teacher ran in and went, where's Ben? Went, You're supposed to be on stage now. I said, you were going to call me? So no, was, that was like for chorus members, not for, not for like main parts. So I ran, and it was quite a distance. I ran from the science block just straight onto the stage <laughs> and it was just... It was blackout, and the lights came on, and I was just there panting and really saying, I had no idea what part of the show we were in. And uh, I'd missed... It turned out I'd missed an entire scene where the mayor... It was a musical, and the mayor was, like, singing to me about... um, uh, I'm not being allowed to like. I come in and say I'll sort your rat problem for a bit of money, and he was he was telling me to get out of the town. <laughs> so, it's an entire scene. So my mate, so my mate, my mate had to do it to his, like to just kind of say like, oh that Pied Piper. Well, it, yeah, this is what I this is what I'd say to him if he was here. <laughs> well, um, instead we'll uh, improve sanitation. That's how we'll get rid of the rats. <laughs> uh, we'll improve sanitation. We'll get rid of the open sewers. It was just a different production. So he had to sing this entire song uh, kind of to himself <laughs> instead of to me. And I, I ran on stage, didn't know what part of the thing it was. I had a little uh, tin whistle <laughs> that I had to play a little refrain on. And, um, and I, I, like, I get cued from the orchestra behind. They kind of, boo, they played the first note. And I was like, oh, it's, it's, I've got to play my tin whistle. I was so out of breath of running on stage. I just <laughs> couldn't. You know, when you're like, <laughs> it would like squeak and stuff. I tried to get through this. It was just awful. It was just awful. That's I love incredible. the story of a Pied Piper who can't play good enough flutes to get the rats interested. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. The Piper asthmatic inside. Piper. Oh, man. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, I would just, in, in terms of saying stupid stuff in front of kids, we were always told. Um, is this a pussy cub story? It's well, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it was. We were always told you should never. When I was teaching, was that you should never say anything negative to a class. Always positively reinforce. Always be positive. Um, and I was really annoyed one day, and I was standing in front of my form, and um, I went, "You are a horrible." And I realised, you're not supposed to say horrible. <laughs> um, so my brain was going, "All right, what can I do to get out of this?" 
Um, but while my brain was doing this, my mouth said horrible three more times. <laughs> so it, you are a horrible, 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 horrible bunch of individuals. I had to just uh, bail out of that. But the, the absolute worst one, though, was uh, I, will, I was, wanted to say, I've, I was so angry, I wanted to say, I've not come here to be insulted. And I just screamed at them, I have come! <laughs> and that was it. And I realised I didn't know what I could do after that because <laughs> just told a room full of 12-year-olds that I've come. <laughs> Earn yourself a badge at Pussy Cubs. Pabby's Bangers and Mash, episode seven, was written, improvised and performed by Tom Parry, agnostic. Ben Clark, atheist. And Matthew Crosby, lapsed Catholic. It was produced by Colin Anderson, the Pope. <laughs> if you enjoyed yourself, please write a review on iTunes and treat yourself to a drink tonight. <laughs> if you go down to Lord's today, you won't see Peterson. Instead, when you're at Lord's today, you're going to see Paddington. No Strauss or Finn, but Teddy Ruxpin and Swan has gone, cos Rupert is on and Care Bears fielding deep with Sylvanian families. Instead of Gooch, there's a cuddly pooch. Winnie the Pooh bowls a googly or two. Today's the day the Teddy Bears play their cricket. Man, I thought it was bad when he was singing all that jazz. I'm telling you, Johnny Cash has really lost it. Too right. Come on, let's go and shiv the warden. Yeah. You all right? <laughs> oh, you shivved me by mistake. <laughs>